Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. In each episode, we will sit down with a guest and talk about news and events related to the sport and hobby of pinball. Here are your hosts, Lauren Gray and Rebecca Salem. Oh, Rebecca, fantastic. Yeah, we, we recovered. This episode came out about two weeks after Fantastic because we needed some time to uh, uh, decompress from our five-day pinball adventure. Oh, my gosh. And what an adventure it was. It was amazing and super fun. And I have never... I know this is family-friendly. That brewery. That brewery. That brewery, Lauren. I, you know what? I missed the brewery. I missed the brewery part because I took a disco nap. It's okay. I... I made sure that I drank enough for the both of us. Yeah, no, and uh, we'll ha- we'll have to talk more about the drinking and the food here in a minute. But this episode, listeners, is about our trip to Pantastic, where we went to Sturbridge, Massachusetts. We'd been talking about it for weeks. We were so excited to be there. You know, before we get started with our amazing recap, we wanted to say thank you to everybody that put that show together. Um, you could tell there was a lot of love with that show, and it just it the thing that came back to Rebecca and I. Um, and I'm sure you'll agree, is that it felt like our regional show, which is the Houston Arcade Expo, it had that hometown feeling to it. It felt like home. But if home were 30 degrees cooler and had more trees. That were green. Yes. And weren't like barren and trying to survive. Yeah, the grass was green. Yeah, everything was green and it was lovely. And in the evenings, I'm like, oh, I may need a light sweater because it's uh, chilly, at least for me anyway, because, you know, we are currently living in the devil's back porch uh, where it's 107 today. Yeah, no, it's not okay. Um, Literally, we canceled our stream tonight because it's so hot. We can't move things during the day. Like we can't move things. It's just way too hot. Like you go outside in the garage and it's like a sauna. It's bad. Like you just steam. You're just steaming in your own skin. But that sounds super pleasant. Let's not talk about that anymore. <laughs> no, it's it's just no, it's hot. But fantastic. Um, it took place the last weekend of June. Rebecca and I were invited out by uh, David and Derek and the staff there. Nancy, we'll talk to her in a little bit. We were invited out to present, uh, be presenters, and also be part of a podcast panel. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, Just getting there was a trip. It took us all day. It took us all day Thursday to get to Boston and to get to Sturbridge in particular. And Rebecca, you almost didn't make it, which was crazy (gasps) when we found out about that. Do you remember? Yeah. So like the saga of flights was insane. Um, So we were originally flying in later in the day because we were like, no, we just don't want to fly early. And then we realized we're like, oh, well, we'll get in like in the evening and that's fine. And then we were like, no, we'll move it up. And I'm actually really glad that we did because apparently the Austin airport, uh, somebody in air traffic control got COVID. So they had to shut down the airport for several hours. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Um, For cleaning and canceled a bunch of flights. And I know like Roger Sharp didn't get to make it in person because his flight got canceled. And John Borg almost didn't make it because his flight got canceled or moved. And he eventually made it. So the moral of the story is, is have nine backup flights and emergency plans and a crew of people to drive you around. It's so true. And then you'll be okay. You'll totally be okay. So um, we get there about four-ish 
local time. We've been flying all day. I'd been in like flying since 6 a.m. So I was exhausted. But we had a panel at five. <laughs> so we were just like, OK, we're going to get it together. Uh, Rebecca got to sit in the audience. I was on the, the main part of the panel and I sat with Joe Lemire. And oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting his name. I feel terrible. It's uh, David. Lauren, it's I think at that point in the night, you were halfway delirious because you had been awake for like 14 hours straight. In fact, I'm even going to correct you because it was seven o'clock at night was the time of the panel. And I remember because it was 15 minutes after our flight would have originally landed. And that's why we changed our flights to begin with. And it was chaos. And uh, this is what happens when I plan my travel versus when Jordan plans it is I'm just like, yeah, these are the cheap flights. We're going to take the cheap flights no matter how inconvenient they are. <laughs> well, for you had a little more you had more choices. But San Antonio, we do not have a ton of choices. It's like this is the only flight going to Boston. It's like, all right. But my favorite part is I flew from Boston to Chicago to St. Louis then met up with y'all in St. Louis, and then we flew to Boston. I was like, and I literally told the gate agent, I was like, it doesn't say St. Louis on my thing. It says Chicago. And they're like, oh, no, you, you're going to stay on the flight and go back to St. Louis. But I was like, but I already passed St. Louis. I was legit serious. I'm like, but I, but I already passed it. It's no. So, <laughs> so we you were just exhausted. let me out by parachute? <laughs> I just, I'm just going to get off right here. Um, but everybody was very nice and kind. But so we're there. I'm delirious. I'm on a panel. You did a great job. Thank you. There weren't a lot of people there Thursday. I think people, it's a long show. It goes Thursday through Sunday. It starts Thursday evening, and we were the kickoff, uh, the podcasters panel. It, you know, we're, it's going to be on YouTube, which we're really excited about. Um, I thought it was a, a, it was a really fun panel. I got to meet Joe Lemire in person. I've been a big fan of his. He's been featured on several different podcasts. Um, he's so fun. We hung out quite a bit during the weekend, um, but it was it was a fun a fun time. And then after that. We were able to kind of relax a little bit and get to play some Toy Story 4. Yeah, So excited. Um, that They had a, a Toy Story in the VIP room, which we had access to because uh, we had fancy badges. And we got to get some time on it. So, Rebecca, uh, what are your first impressions of Toy Story? It's pretty. It's real pretty. So I would say Toy Story kind of gives me a, it reminds me very much of like 90s machines. You can definitely tell like it's a, you know, oh my God. It's a Pat Lawler. It's a Pat Lawler. Oh my it's God. A Pat Lawler. I'm, I'm like, I know who it is. It's like, it's magnets. How do they work? But uh, no, you can definitely tell it's a Lawler layout. And I'm a, I love me some Lawler games. It is somewhere between feeling like Funhouse and Wonka. It makes me want to go to Vegas and go gambling, which is not a bad thing. I don't know why people are like, oh, it sounds like a slot machine. Like, I don't like it. I'm like, no, it makes me want to go. It's great. Yeah, it's great. It's super fun. It's upbeat. Like, it is, I think. Like, and I've watched some streams of Toy Story, and it seems like for if you are a golden pinball god, like, it might not be deep enough for you, but I feel like it's very approachable, and it was really fun, and it made me happy inside, and I do not have $12,000 to buy one, but if there's one on location, I will happily, on accident, plug 5 to $10 into it repeatedly. I completely agree. It definitely did have a uh, Bally Williams 
90s feel to it. You definitely felt the Lawler, you know, vibe throughout the whole machine. I will say on record, it is my favorite Jersey Jack to date. I liked it. It, ha- it had a throwback feel to it. Um, I like it more than Wizard of Oz, which was my past favorite. I liked it dialed in. I didn't care for the theme. I felt the theme was really nailed on this. I have not seen Toy Story 4 just because I was traumatized by Toy Story 3. And when Toy Story 4 came out, I said, I what? was like, no. no. And that is for no. What? No. And that is literally only a reference that if you have watched Forky Asks a Question, you'll understand. Anyway, <laughs> um, sorry. Sorry, Lauren. Uh, Forky does feature prominently, prominently in Toy Story 4. He's there. There are a lot of movie references. It's a fun machine. The thing I like about it is that it is approachable. It's not like an AIQ or something where I need like a, a book with like several different like pages of notes to figure it out. You know, shoot the flashing things. It, it walks you through things. Overall, it was a really great machine and I had a really great time playing it. That Duke Kaboom ramp. I know it's silly. I know it's like a no good gopher like silly pop up ramp, but I don't care and I like it. When I could hit it, I liked it. It's like it would pop up for like 10 seconds and I'm like trying to hit it, trying to hit it. It's like, no, it was so much fun. It was so much fun to play. Oh, my gosh. And it was nice to have access to that, especially like having like a 24 hour room. So when you weren't asleep at a normal human time and you're awake at four o'clock in the morning, you have pinball to go play. It was. It was very nice. They had they had you had so you had three different spaces, really. Well, four. Four? Well, four. Well, I'll get to the fourth. So you had the main hall. And then you had the in the main hall had all the vendors. They had free play. That's where the main tournament was. Then you had the free play area, which was sponsored by uh, the Southern New Hampshire and the Western Mass Pinball Clubs. Then you had the VIP lounge, which was for you know, vendors, uh, guests of the show, speakers, that sort of thing. And then the the fourth area was the uh, where they were doing all the panels in the seminar rooms. So those were kind of the four areas. And the free play area was kind of like there were two free play areas. Yeah, I mean, technically, yeah. So one was across from the seminar room and then one was in the back area. And I know mm-hmm. the one in the back area because it had the really amazing like electromechanical wall. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that- I will never forget about those. A wall of EMs that was epic. It was beautiful. Apparently they do that every year too. So if you want to go play and they worked. And they were in great condition. They weren't like some janky EM somebody hauled out of a barn and dusted off. It was like these were, somebody took care of these. They were nice. So if you want to go play a bank of EMs, I mean, I know that there's EMs, but like I usually don't, I feel like I don't see them in like a full, well-maintained bank. They're usually kind of like scattered throughout. Yeah. And sometimes they catch on fire, but I don't think I smelled a burning coil once throughout the weekend. I don't think I smelled any melted plastic. Yeah, I know. It was really nice. No melted plastic, no burning coils. It was very nice. One of the first people we talked to at Pintastic was on Saturday. We, I mean, we talked to so many people, but let me say one of the first people we interviewed was a young player that has now become like team Rebecca all the way. Um, it is Jillian Wise. She and her family were there and she was just so freaking adorable. And that girl has got mad, mad skills. She really does. And she's super nice. And I know that I've talked to her dad about having her on for a little flippers show. And I can't wait to do it. No, neither can I. But let's talk to Jillian here. Uh, We're going to speak to Jillian Wise and hear about her fantastic experience. All right. We are here with our friend Jillian Wise. Um, She is from Pennsylvania. And she is, I think, like a kind of a really cool pinball queen over here. She was doing all the things, Rebecca. 
She was doing amazing. Oh my gosh. We were filming uh, a documentary about the Weird Al machine by uh, Multimorphic. And uh, it was super fun. And actually, she took over gameplay because she's just so good. Jillian, how long have you been playing pinball? Probably about like one and a half, two years because we have some in our basement. That's awesome. So you hadn't played pinball before. What's your favorite machine right now? Weird Al. What makes it your favorite? Like, why do you like it so much? I just like getting all the different modes and having to do all the songs because it's really fun to do the songs. That's awesome. Is this your first time at Pintastic? Yes, it is. Do you like it? Are you having a good time? Yeah. That's awesome. Who came here with you? My dad, my mom, and my sister. Oh, the family that plays pinball together stays together, Rebecca, right? Absolutely. And you guys actually played together in a tournament. How did you do? My sister took first place and I took second. And this was, what tournament was this? This was a Father's Day tournament that we did. And we were in the beginner one, but now my dad says next time we're going to be in the advanced. Well, that's it. If you roll in like a boss over there taking first and second, that's amazing. What's your favorite thing about pinball? What do you like about it the most? I just like to like figure out like when we get a new one, I like to like play it for a little bit and then we always get another new one and it's really fun to just play the different games. That's really amazing. And it's and Jillian, how old are you? I'm 10 turning 11. That's awesome. I, and that's what makes it so cool when you see kids playing is that, you know, pinball is going to go on. Like there's a new generation that is into it and they love it. And I like seeing young people here. And I love that's why we have them on the show as well. I know. It's fantastic. And I mean, and I can tell that you're going to go very far. You could go pro. Like, she's so good. Like, you're so good. I don't know if you know that you're really, really good. Um, but she's fantastic. And do you have any favorite modes in Weird Al? Or what are you looking forward to doing this weekend? Um, this weekend, we are actually in a bare B&B. And because since we live in Pennsylvania, it was a long way here. And we're staying here for the tournament. So we came here. And now we're just going to, like, hang out at our house and play different games. And my favorite mode on Weird Out is doing the songs because I really like to do um, weasel stomping day. How many weasels have you stomped? I think my highest was 13 the one time. That is amazing. And I think that my only claim to fame is, is that when they, they did give me special initials for helping film the sizzle reel, and it is on weasel stomping day. I am the default highest weasel stomper. And so I am super glad to see you overtake me in the stomping of the weasels someday. Yeah, you just always have to beat Rebecca. That's your goal. We like it. We love it. I love that so much. But Jillian, thank you so much. And we hope you have a great time this weekend. Yeah, it was really fun coming here, and I'm going to miss coming here because it's really fun. Oh, that's fantastic. And we are here at Fantastic New England, and we are having such a great time. And thank you again, Jillian, for talking with us. She's just so adorable. I want to adopt her and her sister. And this, their whole family was so, so nice. They were just so great. They're, they're super kind people. And, I mean, I know their dad because he's super active in the p3 community and he's a p3 distributor and so i've been able to interact with him but it was my first time getting to meet him in person i think we've talked about him before because he also sells one wheels <laughs> the thing that broke my ankle and uh trailers so i'm just saying trailers if we need and to machines. buy a trailer to travel the world we know where to go and put a p3 in it we know a guy but i'm never getting on a one wheel again
But, um, you know, Saturday, we got to talk to Jillian. We got to talk, talk to a bunch of people. But that was our seminar day. So we did a main seminar. And it was about how to uh, develop community through your podcast and how to, you know, promote topics and different things through your podcast. And, you know, I have to thank Rebecca because, you know, they asked me uh, when they when they reached out to us, they were like, we want you to do a podcast seminar, but they don't want it to be about podcasting. Like they didn't want it to be tech, which I was like, well, I love talking about the tech stuff. But I understood where they were coming from, because it's like if you talk to five different podcasters, you're going to get five different opinions about tech. So they wanted to hear more about like how do you create the content? How do you create your podcast? And and I thought, Rebecca, you had some really good stuff. I added flavor. You did. You added a whole <laughs> added lot of flavor. flavor. That's a matcha all over the place. I'm, yeah, I will say that I... <laughs> I felt all I almost felt bad. I almost felt bad. I don't think I'll ever feel bad about it um, just because I am so strongly opinionated. But I remember this morning so much because I think we were literally sitting down and it was like right before we were getting started. And I opened up my phone to see that Roe v. Wade had been overturned. Uh, And so it was was just it was that day. I'll never forget it because going into a seminar where you're talking about how you build your pinball community and when our pinball community is so diverse and we have so many listeners of so many backgrounds and so many listeners who do not come from those backgrounds but are open to listening to that it's you know it was one of those things where i think i made it maybe 20 minutes before going on to like a miniature rant about white privilege like not even it wasn't even that much it was just like a little it was not bad it wasn't too bad it was a little salt. No, it was a light, like, salt. I think overall, I thought the content went well. I think everybody really enjoyed it. It was well attended, which I was shocked because we were, the, I think, what, one of the... No, Eric Stone was right before us. Yes. We were right after Eric Stone, which I was like, oh, some of them stayed. Yay. We had um, we had a decent audience. They asked some great questions. Um, we really enjoyed it. Uh, David, uh, who is the uh, content creator for all of the seminars and their seminar series, he was asking a lot of great questions. Um, you know, I think overall, I thought it went well. Like, uh, th- there yeah. is a recording of it that will be on YouTube and we'll link it on. We have a YouTube page, by the way. We never put anything on it, we being me. But I'm going to try to be better about that, especially since there is content with us out there. So uh, we'll link it on the YouTube page and we'll put it on Instagram and, and we'll send it out when that becomes available. And we'll let you know here on the show. But they did record it, but they don't plan to release it for a month or two. So. They're like trickling it out. There's some stuff yeah. that's gone on. I know that I think that they released like the American panel. Mm-hmm. And so but I, I'm excited to see kind of where, you know, we land. And it was just a super fun experience. And I felt very flattered that they wanted us there. And, you know, we're willing to listen to a unique, unique point of view. And I think that's definitely one of the strengths that this show has is, you know, they want to give a voice to, you know, something that people might not see every day. Exactly. I completely 100% agree. And and we want to say thank you again to the organizers for inviting us out. We had a really great time. And we enjoyed putting that together. And they said uh, they don't repeat. So if you're looking, so there's going to be new stuff there every year. And if you want to be involved in a seminar, I would not hesitate to reach out and say I can provide something unique. Here's what it is. And be ready for the super interesting questions that they ask. (laughs) Um, we have to say a huge thank you to our, our next interview um, because we wouldn't have made it to Fantastic without him. Anthony Kret picked us up at the airport. I didn't even know this dude. I, he's a friend of yours. <laughs> I knew he was a streamer, but we had never met. He picked us up at Logan. I, You know, I've never met him in person, right? Yeah. 
he picked us up we like strangers he picked us up and drove us an hour and a half to Sturbridge because Sturbridge is in central Massachusetts and we were uh, of course landed in Boston which is on the coast it was an hour and a half the man drove us there and it was our de facto taxi most of the weekend and um, it was very nice of him and he is like one of the nicest people I've ever met. Super fun guy. And um, we just had such a great time uh, hanging out with him. And here's us chatting with him um, on Saturday uh, while we played some Jaws. It was super fun. Lauren, it is Saturday. <laughs> it's day three. Um, this is really a long weekend. It's, it's the longest pinball weekend I've had in a while. And it's been fantastic. And we are here with Anthony Kret, host of In... It was like incredible on Twitch. Um, friend, friend of the show, friend of friend of me on the internet, longtime fan, longtime fan, and uh, our chauffeur for <laughs> the past three days. I have so many titles; it's great. It's amazing. So, how has your weekend been? Tell us about yourself, and uh, just start talking, and eventually stop. Sure. Where to start? Uh, well, first of all, I'm losing my voice because it is day three. That's one thing I learned last Fantastic. Uh, I streamed a lot last Fantastic. I lost my voice by the end of it, so I try to pace myself a little bit. This sounds a lot better than last year. Test, mic check, one, two, three. <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay, so um, what have you been doing this weekend? Uh, any major like things that have been really exciting? Anything you're still kind of looking forward to? I know today is your last day. Yeah, I got to get home to watch the baby tomorrow. But uh, I think I achieved all the goals I intended to. I brought some trans lights to get signed. I got Steve Ritchie uh, to sign my Black Knight trans light and uh, Raymond Davidson to sign my Avengers trans light. And then I was gonna, I was looking forward to having uh, Roger Sharp sign my Roger Sharp shirt that I made. <laughs> uh, but I don't think he can make it. So that'll be a quest for another time. But yes, I got to try a bunch of different games. I got a lot of time in on Toy Story. I'm going to upload those VODs later. Um, so it should be fun editing week coming up. You guys know all about that. <laughs> editing. Lauren, what Lauren said is where podcasts go to die. Lauren, I feel like you and Kret uh, both have the same sort of passion for Roger Sharp. And I didn't, I remember like, you see the shirt that he's wearing right now, right? You, you don't even know. I didn't say anything, but I was like, oh my God, he has the shirt. It's the infamous photo um, when he was, you know, at the, you know, with the, doing the thing the shot her around the world it's that photo and he's wearing it as a shirt and i was also disappointed i woke up i planned my whole day around the roger sharp interview and unfortunately the airport gods did not you know look kindly upon us but um it was a great interview though so but uh but yes we wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for you anthony because we would have been stuck at the logan airport <laughs> yeah no Cred picked us up from the airport. He drove us all the way out here. And then he took us to go get seafood yesterday and then coffee and then coffee again. And the coffee is for me because I am hopelessly addicted. Everything you need. I'm going to blow up Rebecca's spot real quick. Uh, she takes uh, four shots of espresso every, every morning. Yeah. And that's to start. That's just to start. Like, Lauren took a picture of me in my comically sized extra large iced latte and if you're wondering what this actually looks like it's about the size of a big gulp um and it's coffee and i think my kidneys are going to give out but we are just super thankful to have cret here i think we'd like to have cret on again at some point to do a segment on pinball and parenting oh, yeah that'll be a lot of fun because he has a little baby what is your baby's name Aaliyah Rose Kret, so look out for ARK on those high score initials. She's coming for y'all. Soon as she can get out on a pinball machine. Well, thank you so much. It's been awesome getting to see you and hang out with you in person, and we will see you on the floor.
Oh, I love him. I love him. I know. I miss him already. I miss him already. I know. And he just released uh, some recordings from Pintastic that feature us. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he actually like put that stuff out there. That's so great. We'll put a link in the show notes. But it was, a, we said it before, it's a very family feel at this show. And one of the other people that really took care of us, and God bless her, because I was starving on Friday. Starving. And Jillian Hafner, like, you know, she was like that kind of like, you know, mom figure, like she was like the the pinball show mom. And she was like, she was wearing a bunch of different hats. She was helping with the AV. She was helping with coordinating things. But she realized that we hadn't eaten. She just dropped everything and made sure we got fed. She dropped everything. She took us the only thing open in that dang town, which was an Applebee's and, you know, made sure that we ate at 10 o'clock at night because we were starving after the panel. And we were like, what do you mean there's nothing open after nine o'clock? They're like, well, there's the Burger King. I was like, that's it. And Jillian's like, nah, I'll I'll drive you to, we'll go to Applebee's. And then, of course, we ran into Todd Tucky and his crew. Uh, Jillian is uh, great friends with Todd, but uh, they just happened to be there as well. And uh, it was uh, it was fun. It was really fun to hang out with her and get to know her. And again, this show had such a family flavor and people just taking care of people and just seeing everybody. And a lot of these people I did know because we, you know, knew each other on the interwebs, but it was so nice to get to know them in person. But you felt like this was their home show and they were welcoming you into their home. It is absolutely their home show. I learned so much. I got to hang out with Derek and Jord. Uh, they are, they're on Mutter Futter on Twitch and I got to hang out with them. Um, and I've seen them at tons of shows, but it was nice to get to see them on home turf and the same with the O'Neills and we'll call them the cheese table. There was an entire like cheese and beer situation that we're going to release later because there was a heavily everybody had been drinking and um, it was wonderful and wholesome and hilarious, but it would make this show run for two hours to include that interview. So we're going to be releasing that separately at another time. That's going to be a separate like mini mini sewed uh, that that will be featured later. Uh, But we got a chance to sit down and talk with Jillian on Saturday and uh, get her uh, thoughts and takes on the show. And I I really want to have her back and have her have her own show because she was so great. She has We can do a whole show. She has mad stories. So uh, let's uh, take a listen to our interview with Jillian Hafner. Hi, Lauren. Hey, Rebecca. We've had a day. It has been a very special day. Day three. Day three. We're making it. We're making it. We're awake. We're conscious. It's only seven o'clock at night. We just sat through the spiciest JJP panel I've ever seen. Um, And we are here with the woman of the hour, Jillian Hafner. Hey, Jillian. How you doing? Living the dream. How are you? I'm good. You've been like behind the scenes making all this magic happen. How much work and planning does it take to kind of make all this work? I have no idea. I have nothing to do with the planning here because uh, we kind of just wing it at this point. We've been doing it for so many years that it's just kind of routine nowadays. And, you know, you just make the party happen for everybody who comes. It's what you do. Well, I'm just saying, like, if something goes wrong, all of a sudden, like, Jillian appears and she fixes it and then she goes away. And then she goes to come somewhere else. And I was like, man, she's everywhere. She really is. I see Jillian almost everywhere I go. We've mostly spotted her in the seminar room. But I feel like anytime I turn around, Jillian is there. Do you go outside? Jillian is there. How, how are you in 50 places at once? 
I have spies and I keep a Bluetooth earpiece on me at all times. So they just tell me where I have to be. No, it's, it's after you've been around for a while, people know who to go to, to to make weird things happen. We need a room to shoot a video in. We need this to do this. We need, uh, you know, an overhead camera that can see lines on traces on a board and project it on a wall. It's, you just do the best you can and you hope you got the right technology to do it and hope that nothing breaks. That's always the, the hope of an AV person or any kind of IT person. It's like, if this broke, you did it. I was like, I left it perfectly. It's nothing should have gone wrong. This is operator error. So I, I see this all the time. I was like, I, this worked when I left. So, but as they say in the, uh, in the audio industry, everybody loves a buzz except the audio guy. That is so true. I feel like I need a shirt for that. I think you guys should get shirts made as someone who is not a full-on audiophile. I also really enjoyed watching both of you interact with each other and talking about how particular you are on your setups, respectively, because I think you guys share a brain. It's possible. I knew we had a moment about an HDMI cord. I was just like, I I felt it. I, I did deep down inside. It was a special moment. I, I felt special. But, Jillian, you're such a part of the community here. You've been a part of uh, Pintastic for a long time. How do you feel about Pintastic 2022? Pintastic 2022 is uh, its kind of weird for us this year because we were here six months ago. We were here back in November. And that was after an 18-month gap. Because of COVID, we, we skipped one year, and then we delayed the other one into November. So this is we're back at our home dates again. Um, hotels a little bit overbooked and double booked and a lot of stuff going on. So has kind of thrown off the standard run-of-the-mill routine we've done here for years. But I think we're doing it in stride, and we're really looking at you know maybe doing twice a year at some point. A lot of people really liked that November time slot. And it was a great party. And uh, the party here is just beginning tonight. I mean, a couple hours from now, we get a Rush cover band. You know, six months ago when we were here, we had a uh, Guns N' Roses cover band, and that went amazingly well. You know, and and really, Jersey Jack's launching this game here. This is the first public appearance of this game. Um, So we're really happy about that. Have you had a chance to play Toy Story 4 at all? Uh, I played, uh, you know, for a couple hours on uh, Wednesday night. Um, Luckily, if... We set up the first room that we set up here is the 24-hour extra ball lounge that's open for I don't know they say 58, 56, 60 hours or something. Opens up Wednesday night and runs all the way through Sunday morning. So um, it's great to be here on Wednesday night as a staff person and just be able to monopolize the 31 limited edition machines in that room. You know, and and it's it's just staff. So there's there's like 12 of us here, and we just you know can monopolize Gabe's games for as long as we feel like. <laughs> That sounds absolutely magical. This is a, one of the longest conventions I think that we have gone to. And I will say, though, that we, there is such a magic experience that you get to have whenever you're setting up a convention and you're bringing in games and testing games and hanging out with people and everybody plays each other's stuff. Just to, you know, make sure it's like really bulletproof for the remainder of the time that you're here. So I feel it. I don't know if I could actually physically be awake between Wednesday night setting up and like leaving on Sunday. I think I would lose my mind. I just take a week off after this. That is I take a vacation from my vacation. That's the way to do it. Like I I feel like we have like a hangover whenever we do these conventions. It's like we need like days to recover from our pinball vacation. So that's actually the perfect solution, Jillian. So uh, what has been your favorite moment overall this whole weekend? 
favorite moment this weekend? I, I honestly don't know. There's a lot that's happened this weekend. Um, you know, there's a lot of people here that I, I don't get to see as much as I'd like to. You know, I, I do go down and stream and shoot video with Todd Tucky, but that's it's been once every couple months. It's not the once a month that it used to be or the once every three weeks. So it's, it's great to see Todd and, and Terry, his daughter, came here, and we've become great friends over the last few years. So. Uh, they're going to come up to my house for a few days after this and hang out, so I think that's going to make some great special stuff. We're going to go out and shoot some video at a couple places. Um, getting to hang out with Steve Ritchie is always a blast. Uh, for many years, I've been trying to convince him that we should rent a Rockstar tour bus that sleeps like 14 people and load him on there because, he, he, as you probably saw in the uh, Jersey Jack seminar, he's a hoot. And if you get him talking about his old Atari days, that's, it's even better. So, I, you know, getting to hang out with him is wonderful. Jack from Jersey Jack Pinball is just an open book. He can't keep his mouth shut. When it comes to certain things, uh, we just got out of a little bit of a roast there that we just live streamed and recorded. You can watch that on Pintastic's uh, YouTube channel later. And uh, so, I mean, just a, a lot of stuff happening here, a lot of interesting characters, a lot of great people. And, uh, you know, being friends with so many of these game developers now, they're just, it's just a big reunion every year. I love that so much. And that's what this place feels like. It just, we feel like we're kind of part of your family. This is very much a home show. It has a, a family feel, which I really love. It's exactly that. I feel like I'm coming home, but not to my home. And it's been a really nice experience getting to be a guest here. So thank you for that. Jillian, thank you so much for making us feel so welcome. Like, she drove us to an Applebee's. We were starving. And she made, she made for sure we had food and that we were taken care of. She's feeding Rebecca and Jordan right now. You have been, like, a, an ambassador for this show for us. And we really appreciate it. She's a mom. She's a convention mom. You've mommed us for, like, four days straight. Or maybe if it's not, like, momming, you were, like, really great anting. Like... Northern hospitality, you know, it's, it's, this is New England hospitality, I was raised by a bunch of Italians, so I need to feed you, um, you know, you, you get a blanket and a pillow on the floor, I'm sorry, the hotel's not that great, this isn't the, uh, the Hyatt Regency, but it is what it is, it's a great little hotel that lets us do what we want, and uh, we soak up as much power that we don't pay that much for, so it's a great weekend. Uh, yeah, it's been a fantastic weekend. Jillian, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, I think we might have to put this on our agenda again for 2023. Absolutely loved it. I had a yeah. great time. Absolutely. I, I really want Jillian to have her own episode because I feel like we have just, like, scratched the surface of Jillian. And I'm like, she's got so many cool stories. Like She does. She knows all the people. And I feel like she has way more stories than we're hearing. So we're going to definitely have to have her back. But fantastic 2023 we're on day three wrapping up day three uh that jjp thing we're gonna talk about that <laughs> it was so much fun she i love her like i mean i loved everybody but she was so great she drove us around in her truck she made sure that we got fed she fed y'all barbecue on saturday which that barbecue was not bad it was not bad no it was really really good People kept on wanting to take us to the barbecue restaurant. I just made a face. I'm like, we're the, we're the Texans and you want to take us to a barbecue restaurant? It's like, is that what you want to do? Is that the hill you want to die on? It was legit. But it was not bad. It was not bad. I was like, I've had much worse in Texas. So this is not bad. No, nah, it's solid. It was very solid. And the beef jerky. Oh my God, they had amazing beef jerky. You did love that, that beef jerky. So oh my gosh. It, 
It was uh, so Saturday night. We, y'all were eating barbecue, and then we rolled into the Rush cover band, which featured a uh, surprise performance from John Borg, who like <laughs> solid can like legit sing. And what you didn't know, uh, I think I think I told you, but I was just like I ran into John like a couple hours prior, and I'm like, hey, and we were chatting, and he's like, well, don't tell anybody, but I'm actually going to be singing with the band. I was like, shut your face! Oh my god, that's why I sat outside. I did not sell. Don Borg to shut his face. But I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. So of course I'm like, Rebecca, we have to go see, we have to go see the band, which is a lot for me. I love rock music, but I don't necessarily love Rush. That is well documented on this show. But it was so much fun to like be, I can't remember the last time I was at like a rock concert. Like I cannot remember. Lauren, you were vibing like super hard with the live music situation. And I was, I can't remember if that was the night that I took a nap. It was. It was. Yeah, no. And so I got to see some of the cover band and I got to see John Borg. And in between the cover band and John Borg singing with the cover band, I tried to take a nap, which overlapped directly with the wedding that was happening behind my room where I had to hear, listen to the cha-cha slide. Show flavor, you guys. It's got all the flavor. The show has the best flavor. We did not even talk about the hotel. Oh, all yeah. Right, we're going to talk about the hotel. Pause. Hotel talk. We're going to talk about the hotel. We're going to get real here. This show was amazing. The people are amazing. The content's amazing. The machines were epic. That hotel, though, it was like the hotel from the freaking Shining met like a place your parents would take you to in the Poconos. I said it was like the hotel from the Shining and the hotel from Dirty Dancing met and had a a, a baby because like it was legit the weirdest place. First of all, I did not have AC for like the first two nights and I was like, I was dying. I wasn't like, I was dying. It was so hot. And then my room was in the main part of the hotel. You were like over on like the back 40. I'm like, you were like way far away. Yeah, we, we were way, we were so far. We were super far away from the convention itself, but very close to the, to the wedding dance floor. You were very like right there. Like I was like, when you walked into the hotel, I had like it's imagine it's shaped like a like a horseshoe not a horseshoe but like it had four wings but right in the middle it had a pool like a legit grotto pool with like a gazebo it's a vibe it was the weirdest thing it was so a vibe it I I didn't love the vibe like I I was like oh you know I walked into my room because I hadn't I walked a different way so I didn't see the pool and when I get there I'm like oh look there's my patio and I open my windows and I literally see people walking by and people swimming in the pool and I'm like and it's it's not more than like you know 10 yards from my patio door I'm like ah oh okay this is a thing I will say it's it was an interesting thing whenever like the night would go on and then the people in the hotel rooms by the pool would just straight up like open up their doors and like chill in the chairs and like hang out and drink beer like drink beer like playing their music after the band went they'd like put out their you know wireless speaker and jam it was it was interesting I don't know if I would stay there again if like they have the event at that particular hotel or if you wouldn't stay in that room maybe you would stay in a different room (laughs) maybe not that room maybe a different room yeah um that room was uh, oh god Because my AC, I will say, just worked just fine. Um, I just had to listen to wedding music. Cha-cha slide. Which is acceptable. Yeah, the cha-cha slide. And Baby Got Back, which I didn't expect to be played, you know, back to back. Um, Also, some pinball people did crash that wedding. And there ain't nothing better than a pinball wedding party. I'm just saying. I mean, if you're going to crash, crash hard. That's all I'm saying. Have a good time. Anyway, 
Back to Russian John. Uh, one of our other great friends, Russian John. John did an amazing job. He's so kind. We have that video on our Instagram page. If you have not seen it, he did a great job. And we love John Borg. He's so nice. He's so, so nice. Uh, one of our friends that we ran into, she's been featured on the show before, Stephanie Guida from upstate New York. She, This is her regional show. So she came down and we got to chat with her. And I always love talking to Steph. She's like, not only is she a pinball princess, but she's also just one of the nicest people in pinball. Um, so we got an opportunity to chat with her a little bit. All right. We are um, waiting to start the Silver Bell Brawl. Rebecca and I, Rebecca made it. We're going to talk about her whole Biscuit Destiny or Biscuit Karma. I don't even know. I, I have no words. We'll talk about that here in a second. But we are here with one of my favorite people. She always has excellent snacks and she is an amazing pinball player, friend of the show, Stephanie Guida. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? Good. So how have you enjoyed Pintastic so far? It's been pretty good. How did you do in the tournament? I know. No. <laughs> okay, we won't talk about that. But overall, were there any machines that you really enjoyed? Um, did you get a chance to play Toy Story 4? In terms of the tournament enjoy, I always love Stargazer. Toy Story 4 was interesting. I only got to play it once, but it looked like it could be, you know, fun if you play it a lot. Like, I have, you know, one play isn't enough to make an opinion. But. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I mean, I've enjoyed it. I think I got total like three games over the weekend, but it's been fun. What's been your favorite moment here at Pintastic? I mean, just the general vibe of it. You know, it's always a great show. Probably helps that I know half of the people here, but it's it's basically as close to a hometown show as I'm going to get that or New York or Pinfest. Yeah, and that's what Rebecca and I were talking about. This reminds us of our regional show, the Houston Arcade Expo. It has that like hometown feel. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody has been incredibly kind because uh, I think everybody knows that we're like the people from out of town. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you've been to several Fantastics over the years. How, how does this one compare? It seems about on par as far as I could tell. Um, my brain is like every tournament takes over the show so the free play room seemed like it was pretty well uh furnished had a lot of good old games which is one of the things i look forward to after you play the same games over and over finding like ems and wood rails that you've never seen before is always a plus so i looked forward to that um the tournament bank i mean the sanctum always has a good selection uh this year's was just not my forte but it looked like they held up really well, except for maybe theater. Theater broke down a couple times, but it seemed like everything was operating rather smoothly. Very, very nice. I'm just sitting here going, like, I was so jealous of that Stargazer. I fell in love with Stargazer, and now I'm just like, I want nothing more to do than to just play Stargazer over and over and over again. Come to the Rochester Pinball Collective. We have one. This is not the first time we've been told that we need to go to the Rochester Pinball Collective, and so I feel like that could very well like be another trip. <laughs> yeah, we've enjoyed our time in the Northeast a lot, although it's been warm. We, we're really sorry for importing our weather. Yeah, uh, Rochester doesn't usually get this warm because we have a lake, uh, a great one. You might say. Um, <laughs> it still does get sort of warm, but I've noticed, like, whereas the New York City area or over here will be in, like, the 90s, it'll be, like, in the mid-80s, which is not that great of a difference, but it's not the 90s, which is a lot. It's totally true, but uh, we've had a great time this weekend. And, Stephanie, what are you looking forward to? What have you got next on your uh, pinball adventures? Any big shows or tournaments coming up? 
Oh my gosh. Probably New York City Pinball Championships next. That's in August, right? August is next month. No. Oh God. August is in two months. It all melts together in the summer. But yeah, I think that would be the next big event regionally. Yes. And then after that, probably Expo. Well, um, we will definitely see you at Expo then. But Stephanie, thank you so much. And good luck today at the Silver Bell Brawl. Thanks. You too. I love Steph. I love Steph. Also, Steph like gave me snacks when I was at TPF and I was like, I need, I'm so hungry. I need sustenance. She gave me this amazing like Nutri-Grain type bar and I was able to return the favor because we were starving and it, it was during the American pinball panel and I'm like, hey, I got some meat snacks and I had some Vermont like meat jerky thing that I bought at the airport and I was handing it to her and uh, Ray Davidson, who was sitting with her. I'm like, y'all want some snacks? And they were like, yes. I was like, here. And I was like, I've paid it forward. I'm like, yay. It's the never ending uh, rotation of snacks. You should always have in your pinball bag. And we need to have an episode where we talk about preparing for a pinball tournament or pinball festival because there's like bags and snacks and coolers and all these things that you need to prep fanny packs no fanny packs there were people like going crazy for your fanny pack I elected to go backpack which is a different vibe and you've got to be able to be prepared and shoes what shoes are you wearing and shoes what do you see like you wore like comfy shoes I wore like cute flats which started to like kind of you know fail me on day three but I looked cute but (laughs) they were not feeling awesome Yeah, you looked adorable. I saw some Crocs and socks, some slides and sandals and like, but I have I have been learning about the pinball. Like, We need a pinball fashion section and we need a how to prepare for a pinball festival. We could do that before like Houston. We could do like a I think that's a good idea. We'll have a a prep. Have Christina on. (laughs) We should have her on. (laughs) They prep hard. They do prep hard, and also she's big on fashion, so that would be fun. So we'll have we'll have an episode about that. But we sat at the American Pinball Panel. Um, it was so great. It was uh, David Fix, Ryan McQuaid, and Steve Bowden. They talked about Steve. the Legends of Valhalla. Steve, we love Steve. Steve's awesome. We do love Steve. And I got a chance to meet Ryan McQuaid. Super nice guy. Isn't he? Yeah, and it was just fun to hear about American and what they're planning to do. I thought it was really interesting that they're like planning to just release the the newest machines that they have coming out just right into like locations. Like they're just going to like, we're going to put it on location and let people play that way day one when those machines launch. And I thought that was, I thought it was really great because it's not, you don't have to wait for something to be shipped to your home or wait for somebody to get, you know, a hold of something. They plan to launch from locations because they feel that location pinball is just as important. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I mean, we have a mix of games at home and games on location. And I can say that it's nice to know if you're going to like, like, I'd much rather get to play something, enjoy it and figure out if it's something that we want to use limited space on inside before before going for it. And then uh, they did some cute little trivia questions, which was super fun. And um, talked a little bit about like their plans to release Barry's game and making sure that, you know, Kathy gets, you know, some of like the income from that, which was interesting because I felt like I got I I don't know if you got the same way, but it was just kind of emotional, like listening to them talk a lot about it because it was like, oh, this is like the home community, but it's not a home community panel. It's like. In the Northeast, and it's weird. Um, But it's nice, and it's weird. It's nice, and it's weird. It's nice, and it's weird. And those are my feelings. (laughs) Um, I I like the panel um, overall from American. I thought, yeah, it did touch us a lot that they were very adamant about releasing Barry's final game and and making sure that Kathy, his widow, you know, 
was going to be able to receive some proceeds from that as well. And uh, just overall, the vibe of the American panel was uh, super fun. Uh, the next panel that we sat through was the <laughs> Jersey Jack panel, which was a different vibe. I'm sorry. It was a different, it was a different <laughs> thing. Um, it, sorry it was in fun. advance. It was fun. I will say that they fed us. There was pizza. Mm-hmm. So um, I did not realize there was going to be pizza. So I had eaten beforehand. I got to give love to my buddy Cliff, uh, my girl Kate Martin and Steph. We all ate uh, before the Jersey Jack um, seminar um, at this place called, uh, oh God, the, the seafood place that was... Um, mm, the seafood place. The seafood place that's in front of the hall. I forget. It's the seafood place that you can walk to from the place. They had these things, these clam chowder. Oh. First of all, their clam chowder was epic. But they had clam chowder fries, which um, the closest thing I can think of is like kind of like poutine, which I've never had, but they described it as poutine-like. But they essentially drizzled clam chowder over the fries and covered it with cheese and bacon. Oh my God, it's what heaven tastes like. It's the most amazing thing I have had in... I would say years. I'm like, I, I was like, this is so good. Literally, we could have lived on it. Uh, yeah, we would forever. have gained about 10,000 oh, yeah. pounds, but we could have lived. I could have lived on those chowder fries. Like it is. It was like twice. every texture and it was warm and gooey, but also like salty and kind of like it was just like every flavor that was perfect chef's kiss it was it was awesome it was perfect but but we ate so we didn't we didn't have pizza um it it was the jersey jack interview was a little all over the place uh jack was great that was a spicy interview it was spicy they had hot takes like i if you when that comes out from fantastic watch it they had hot takes um they were really talking a lot about toy story of course they pulled toy story in but it was really just an opportunity for them to talk freaking rebecca it you know look and also mark was there and mark did a great job and we were very happy to see mark we were so excited mark seiden who is uh the partner of aaron seiden who we'll talk to in a little bit uh mark is great people and the panel included mark and steve ritchie and jack uh, granary the owner of jersey jack pinball uh, and it was just a very interesting panel uh they didn't ask they asked mark a couple of questions you know um and a lot of the questions were focused to, to Jack and to Steve. Uh, Steve had some spicy things to say, too. I was like, ooh. I was like, yeah. okay. I was, Ooh, like, buddy. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to ruin it. But um, there were some hot takes from Steve and Jack. <laughs> and then Rebecca gets up and asks this question. Which I have asked. I, full disclosure, I had asked, asked in before. the American panel. And I got a good answer. You did ask in the American panel. You did. And then, so ask the question and then say the response from Steve Ritchie because it was the best. Uh, the question was, if you were going to lose any finger working on a pinball machine, what finger would it be and what mech would you lose it with? So full disclosure, Steve Ritchie is hard of hearing and he brandished the finger that he's missing I did not know Steve Ritchie was missing a finger. And he goes, you mean old Stumpy? And then he proceeded to whack it on the table several times loudly. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, my God. And then, like, he was talking about, like, why he would lose it and, like, a very intensive story about that. And then he kind of petered off and Jillian was, like, wandering away with the microphone. And I was like, but he didn't answer, like, what mech he would lose it on. And she goes, yeah, but, like, what mech? And then he misheard. OK, so Jack was, like, telling Steve all of the questions. And I think it got mis 
questioned, but we then proceeded to get the entire story about how Steve Ritchie lost his finger in a motorcycle accident in graphic detail, which at one point he's like, are there any kids in the audience? And then after he had (laughs) described it in like gory detail, but he only censored the swear words. And I'm like, you literally just were telling us about like your gloss. Like it was awful. And I am like crying and everybody's looking at me in horror and they're like and my favorite part is is that again this is such a hysterical convention to be at i literally got approached by a stranger i got approached by not not only a stranger i've been approached by david fix ryan mcquade came up everybody came up to me and they're like oh your finger girl and i'm like great that's that's your thing now just so you know that's my thing but i got hugged by a stranger and he asked me if i was wasted when i asked that question and i was like nope and he goes i loved it and then he showed me his missing finger and i'm like that's great did you lose in a pinball accident he's like nope but i lost my leg in a cycling accident and i'm like great and i'm looking and i'm like you ain't got no leg okay cool like that's fine so anyway that's going to be great whenever they release that video. And uh, you can all join the general collective group of people who have been traumatized by Steve Ritchie's missing finger story. I'm sorry. And yeah, also, you're welcome. It's it's both. It's a little both. Sorry, but you're welcome. You know, the, the content that they had there was fantastic. One of the organizers, we saw her all weekend. She was at the, the working the table, making things happen, was uh, Nancy uh, Lennett. And she was so, so, so nice. And we got to sit down and talk with her. And she talked to us about the history of Fantastic, kind of what's been happening there, uh, what her role is. And we got to have her back on. Yes. Again, when Fantastic time rolls around for early summer next year. Uh, but she was so great. And also, she was also the reason why there weren't black um fantastic t-shirts which i was like god bless you god bless you to make another black pinball t-shirt uh but here we got a, a great interview here with nancy all right we are still in the midst of fantastic weekend and this weekend doesn't happen without the amazing support of people behind the scenes the people you don't get to hear about and the people that are stuck at a registration desk all day and we are here with one of those unsung heroes nancy leonard nancy like i the first day i came in you had these like awesome blue shirts which you're wearing one right now and i'm like oh my god it's a pinball shirt that isn't black and it was just so nice um but nancy uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at pintastic so i come to pinball from a real back door, I used to hang out in bowling alleys. And when I got done bowling, I'd just go play. This is when I was like three years old back in the 70s with all the old EMs. And in my 20s, I like convinced my now husband to come hang out with me and my friend as we played pinball. I used to play pinball with the Hells Angels in New York at, at a bar there. And then I spent a lot of time away from pinball. And I was like, I think I'm done with it. Nope. I wasn't. (laughs) When my son found out about pinball, here he is right now, when he found out about pinball, it kind of reinvigorated me. And I started looking around because New England didn't have a lot of sites to go play at the time. I found out that there was a pinball festival starting this year, that year. It was 2015. And I came to the show just wide eyed, no idea about the pinball community. Next thing I know, I come for all the whole week of the pinball festival. And the year after that, I started volunteering. And they quickly realized that you put me around things that need to be organized, I'm going to organize it. (laughs) So I've been doing registration here for five years now. And in that time, we've gotten some software. Andy Stevens created this great software we use for tracking all the games. We've instituted um, some 
basically best practice security things that other festivals have taken on with in terms of how we manage the games. We have a crack repair team that keeps the games running all weekend. And it's, it's just so exciting to be part of such a wonderful festival. Nancy, what is your, you know, since you've been doing this now for five years, what is your favorite thing? Yeah, she's even getting the high fives from people coming through. I mean, you seem to be like a staple here and a big part of this community. What is your favorite thing about Pintastic? You know, it's what I like is every show has its own flavor. You know, some of the shows are about the industry. Some of the shows are about the volume of games. There's shows that are about the history of games. I think what I like about Pintastic is it's a little bit of everything, and it's really about bringing families together to play pinball. But then we have our 24-hour extra ball lounge where the fun goes all night long. You know, I'm an early bird, so I get up at 6 a.m. and I go in there, and there's still people playing, and we have a great time. So just always something to do here. And I, like, was in that extra ball lounge at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning last night. <laughs> so I'm... No, it is popping the whole time. And so I'm super curious because one of my the things that I have really enjoyed is in the on the back wall of the free play area, there is a huge bank of like classic electromechanical games. I am in love with all of them. That is what I was doing. There we go. Like we've got Electromechanical, electromagnetic pinball museum and restoration. Did you bring all of those games? We brought 25 of them this year. Oh my goodness, they are fantastic. Yeah, you enjoyed them. I was starting to blush when you're talking about them. I just oh shucks. <laughs> I love classics. I was curious because that's where you got your start. Do you have a favorite that's on that back wall of the bank? Whenever you get the spare moment to actually play them. Well, every year, you know, the guys that that manage the electromechanical machines that bring them. They tell me all the work that goes, the love that goes into the restorations. And it's more about the discovery because there's so many great titles that I don't know about. And people come up and share stuff. You know, they tell me, hey, go check out my game. And I'm trying to think of what the name was. The Game Bringer will be really upset that I'm forgetting it. But let me just look in my system right here. I'll be able to tell you in a second. Queen of Hearts was a game that I played this year. Excellent. The owners treated it beautifully so much fun on my own collection i'm sort of restoring a high deal but that's a joke because i haven't touched it for a bit and i have a i have a working grand prix that i like to play for ems love the spinners Oh my gosh, I would love a Grand Prix. I still am sad that all the folks down in Beaumont, uh, Pinball Mafia, when they were selling their Grand Prix and I missed it. I would love a Grand Prix so bad. Also, I really enjoyed, so in that brief little pause, I'm watching Nancy enter into her lovely little, like, system, and I'm just like, oh, Q, U, E, E, and like, whoop, there it is. Like, it's, it's magic. This is, this is a magical system, Lauren. This is a really well-organized tournament, and there is a lot of behind-the-scenes things that we've seen. I mean, between your seminars and registration and all that uh, stuff. This has been fantastic. If you are looking for a quick little jaunt to New England, and it's beautiful outside, it's just beautiful here. If you're from the south, they're like, oh, it's hot, and it's like 85 degrees, like, and dry and sunny and breezy. It's magic here. We live on Satan's Playground, so like when I got out of the airport and it's 72 degrees, I cried. I was like, this is so nice, but everybody here has been so friendly and warm and welcoming, and that's the vibe we talked about 
Um, this reminds us of our home show. And everybody here has been so friendly offering to drive us because they know we're the Texans and have no car. But uh, for people who want to plan for next year's Pintastic, uh, where can they find out more information? All the details get shared on PintasticNewEngland.com. That's the site where we'll be uploading the dates for next year and all the details, you know. And also on Facebook, you can follow Pintastic on Facebook. There's all sorts of information there that the team puts up. It's a year-round um, process to organize these types of shows, and it takes a while for all the details to shake out, but we post it there and get everybody excited. Nancy, thank you again. Again, beautifully run show. We've had a great time um, because of amazing people like you. So thank you so, so much. Aww. Nancy, she's the best. I love her. Um, she was so nice. And uh, we did. We got a chance to sit down and talk with her. She was so, so great. Um, something I didn't mention earlier, but you know who we met at freaking uh, Pentastic Listeners. I was so excited. I like literally lost my you know what. He came to our seminar and I didn't mention this earlier in the seminar section. And then I got to play Cactus Canyon with him. Knives, knives, knives. Derek from District Cutlery was at Pentastic. I'm like, ah, I was like so excited. It was so nice. And he was so, so nice. nice. He's a good human. He's super nice. He is good people. Uh, you, you know, it was funny. And he like he came up to me first and he's like, I'm Derek. And then I'm like, you're Derek, Derek. And then I'm like, I like yell like, Rebecca. I was like, Derek is here. I was like, and you looked at me like, knives, knives, knives. I know. Well, because there's like two other Dereks that are there, including there Derek, there. who was one of the people who initially invited us. And like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> which Derek? Like, yes, there is a Derek and he's directly behind you. Like, yes. No, this tall Derek. Knives, knives, knives. Um, but we were so excited to meet. I'm sad we did not get a picture together or get a <laughs> interview, but he has joined at the charcuterie level. He is like all about our show. And he he had nothing but lovely things to say. We've spoken via email, um, but he and I had never had a chat chatted in person and he's just he loves the show and he's very supportive of what we do obviously but we were just really happy to uh you know hook up and play some pinball and have a great time and he's definitely going to be coming back and doing an interview because uh we're going to be having those charcuterie patreon level supporters come and do inside the pinball arcade so we'll have him on pretty soon but i just wanted to do a shout out to derek and our friends at district cutlery since we're not doing an ad in this episode it's it's, it's kind of an ad because we're talking about how much we love district cutlery and remember Pinball 25. We did Pin even in we that did. seminar talk about we District did. Cutlery a lot, which was, was really, really funny. funny. They got an ad during the seminar. Especially because I didn't know exactly what he looked like and he we was right know. in the front row and I definitely think I made Neither eye contact us. and I'm like, blah, 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 District Cutlery eyes, blah, 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 blah. And it was good job, Brain. Yeah, he, he, he got a shout out at, uh, at the seminar. But uh, yeah, no, he was so great. And remember, listeners, if you want to do a knife sharpening, visit districtcutlery.com. Pinball25 is the promo code for 25% off uh, knife sharpening. So, But we love them. Love, love, love to District Cutlery. And our final interview um, was with the ladies. Or, no, we have two more um, interviews. I'm so sorry. We, um, we're going to do these. Kristen uh, Bayasik, who is one of the bells of New Haven, Connecticut, she is so nice. We got to meet her the morning of the Silver Bell Brawl, which was Sunday, the last day of Pintastic. And it was so fun talking to her. She and Emily May were on uh, when we did the New Haven episode, uh, when we were doing the, uh, the episodes where we had the happy hours. And it was so fun talking to them. And 
she's so nice and the the whole pinball community up there in new england really came together particularly the ladies community and we talk about it right here in this interview because when ladies put together a show you can tell when ladies put together an event you can tell you want to know why because there are snacks so let's get down and talk to Kristen. good morning we're here at the final day of fantastic new england we're with a friend of the show she's been on the show before um she's part of the new haven connecticut bells and chimes club Kristen basic Kristen girl and you bought coffee you're so nice yeah, glad to meet you guys in person. Um, it's awesome. And I'm glad to also be here playing in the tournament today, right, Lauren? Mm -hmm. And so, so is Rebecca. Yeah, so uh, we're getting ready in, uh, in three minutes. We're going to be opening up registration for the Silver Bell Brawl, which is my favorite part of Pintastic. And we, I'm mostly excited about the prizes this year because usually the trophies are very sick. They are light up. So not only that, but we've got a Wonka playfield from Jersey Jack. We've got a Hot Wheels back glass. We have the smallest lava lamp in the world. So it's it's going to be awesome. The prizes are awesome, but it's just like really fun to play with people here. And I always have a blast doing it and meeting new people. And every year I meet somebody new and I get to see them again. And it's like, I don't know, it's like a family reunion sometimes here. So. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And it's been awesome. Like we rolled down here, Rebecca and I got here in time to walk on registration. So we're both getting to play in the tournament today. It was a, a run-on registration. I'm like running from like the furthest corner of the fifth floor. That's a third floor past like the bad smell hallway. And I am like hoofing it. I'm sweating, but I made it. You made it. The eighth spot out of eight. And of course, this is like TPF 2.0, where I'm like yelling at her via text. I'm like, hurry up, dude. I was like, you need to get out here now. I did not even stop for food, Lauren. There were no pit stops. I just ran. If you had come oh, walked in here with a biscuit, I would have been mad at you. I would have been so mad at you. But Kristen, for uh, folks who've never played in the Silver Bell Brawl, what is the format and how is this going to work? So we're doing a flip frenzy today, which I really like for this tournament because you get to play with a lot of different people and it's a good way to meet new people. And head-to-head -head is pretty fun. I believe we've got a bank of 14 games, but uh, that's we were still humming and hawing about that last night. Um, I'm really excited because last night a Godzilla just appeared. So that's going to be get added to our bank, and I'm really excited about that. Do you have a favorite pin in the bank currently? I'm just wondering because I got to play some of those games in the club room and I was really partial to the dolly and also uh, snail time. I think it's like formerly time. known as time machine. Time machine? But everybody kept calling it snail time. I think it's actually time machine. They just call, were calling it snail time to be funny. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Or, well, it's like dog soccer. Doggy soccer, yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so what? Like what is your... Time fantasy. Okay, we're getting uh, schooled over here by Stephanie Guida, Pinball Princess. Stephanie, you're next. You are so next, Stephanie. What's your favorite thing about Silver Bell Brawl? Um, I just think the camaraderie. It's it's great. It's Nobody's pretentious. Um, I don't think I've ever run into a sore winner or a sore loser here, and uh, that's definitely one of my favorite things to see. I think in general with women's tournaments, too. It's a it's a different vibe, and everybody's really awesome. There's a lot of great attitudes, and it's it's just a really fun experience. Awesome. I, I don't think I could have said it better myself. So more to come. We're going to have a few more interviews here while we're at Pintastic New England. And uh, we're having a great time. And we are so excited to be here at the Silver Bell Brawl on day four. What did I tell you? Women, when we organize, we bring snacks. We always bring snacks. You can always find a pile of purses and you can always <laughs> find snacks. Pile of purses and snacks. It's so true. That's like, yeah, this is organized by ladies. Or this is a, a lady, primarily lady event, because there's the purse stand and snacks. Uh, but the, the final interview I want to talk about is 
yes, we were invited to be there for the seminars and for all of that. But we were so excited to play in the Silver Bell Brawl. And I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about it before we do the interview. I'm going to talk about this freaking biscuit. All right. So legit, we, we did not get entered into the Silver Bell Brawl because we missed the cutoff because we can't tell time and we slept in. So we had to do like we had to go walk in. So we had to be there at 830, 830 when they were going to start taking walk ins. So who's there at 830? I am. Who is not? You were there at like 815. Because I'm a nerd and I don't like I was like, I've got to be here on time. So also there are the wise sisters and myself. And then I'm like texting Rebecca. I'm like, girl, you need to get here. You need to get here now. What what was happening is Rebecca also had to pack up all her stuff because we were leaving right after the Silver Bowl brawl. We were riding back to Boston and staying the night in Boston and flying out the next day. So she had to drag all her luggage with her. Um, So she was running. She was running to get there. And of course, they were taking six people. Who's number six? Who's number six? It's Rebecca. But she made me. She made it. I made it. She made made it. it. And I was very proud of her. Still like giving me like heart palpitations because I'm like, get get here on time. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. And you know what? There were no biscuits, so I couldn't stop for a biscuit. But But freaking you. Only you. So we're sitting in the room with all the snacks. And we're just like, wait, because we had to wait for everybody who had pre-registered to get registered. So we were just sitting there having coffee, chatting. We did that interview with Kristen, da-da-da-da-da. And who? Mark Seiden walks in. And Mark's like, oh, I had to buy two biscuits because that's the way they sold them. Rebecca, would you like this biscuit? And I like literally died right there on the spot. I was like, are you kidding me? How? It's my magic late morning biscuit. How are you getting this stupid biscuit again? Because if you remember, listeners, she was almost late and missed the cutoff for the uh, TPF women's tournament because the girl had to stop and get herself a biscuit because she was hungry. And she, the, the universe was like, oh, Rebecca, we're going to give you a biscuit. I'm like, what? Come on, universe. I was like, oh. I, I mean, I was happy, but also like I was like, what is happening? And it worked out. So it worked out really, really well for Rebecca. And we'll talk about how we did here in a second. But I really want to talk about uh, the event itself, the Silver Row Raw excellent excellent event it was a strikes event but they did a fantastic job and uh, two of the main organizers along with Kristen uh, Sharon Havenstreit and Aaron Seiden we're going to talk to them and hear about the Silver Bell Brawl and their experiences with Pintastic we just wrapped up the Silver Bell Brawl here at Pintastic and Rebecca and her freaking biscuit came in uh, what'd you place Rebecca after all I ended up six I am queen of the bubble baby it's the magic of the biscuit We'll discuss the biscuit later, but um, the uh, the biggest thing about this has just been how well it's been organized. We've had such a great time. There were snacks. Everything was very well put together. Snacks are important. Snacks are key. When I show up and there's no snacks, I'm like, there, there are no women involved in this because women always have snacks and hydration. But I want to introduce two of the people who have put this together and just made us feel so welcome from the Boston Bells and Chimes, Sharon Havenstreit and... Aaron Seiden, and they've been on the show before um, on our Bell's Happy Hour where I drink that whole bottle of wine. Uh, very infamous episode. But uh, it's so great to be in your neighborhood. Thank you so much for having us. Sharon, how long does it take to put something like this together? Oh my gosh, it really does take months. We've been at it for months, and that's even building on what we've already done in the past. So um, this is the third one we've done, and we've done other tournaments as well. Um, this event always takes a lot more than a smaller tournament, honestly, because it's it's very public. There's people coming from all over the country, and we want to ensure that they're going to have a great time. 
Uh, I can definitely, for at least for Rebecca and I, we had a great time. It was very well organized. We've attended, again, events all over the country, and we're like, this is real nice. We're like, how are we going to come back? We, gotta, we're, we may have to make fantastic part of our route. Erin, you're coming back home. You've just recently moved to Chicago. Uh, what's it like be, being back and being, you know, amongst family? It's great. It's been nice. Everywhere I go, like somebody stops me in the hallway and I'm like, it's my people. I miss you all. So, and it's been great to still be able to be a part of one of these tournaments. And I was able to get Jersey Jack and American to donate us stuff. So it's so awesome to be back in New England. Yeah. The swag was real, y'all. Jersey Jack donated a play field and American Pinball donated a translite. I mean, they had like legit prizes. This wasn't like we dug something out of our trunk. Um, they had nice stuff. And hey, I like trunk prizes. There are sometimes really interesting <laughs> things in people's trunks. Okay, we do have a couple trunk prizes, though, too. We I have mean, a awesome, the world's <laughs> smallest, what do you call it? Lava lamp. Lava lamp, thank you. World's smallest lava lamp. It's like two inches tall. Um, that's a trunk prize. Um, and then we also have uh, the TNA soundtrack that North Star Pinball put together with Scott Denisi, the seven-inch record for somebody to take home, which I wouldn't call that a trunk prize. That, that's a quality prize. It's not a play field, though. So we have, a, we have a range of prizes. We haven't figured out exactly who they're going to yet. We'll do that at the end, a little off the cuff, usually for the person that traveled the farthest. So- oh, 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 Rebecca, we could be in this. We could be in it to win it. <laughs> ah, we got Oh, but we're leaving. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. I literally can't fit anything else in my suitcase. This is fair. Just so y'all know, I checked my hat in a suitcase because I had too much stuff. I know. I have a hat suitcase because that's how I roll. But what has been your favorite moment of Fantastic as we wrap up the weekend, Erin? I mean, I think just getting to work with these ladies at the tournament again. I was just so happy to be here, even at the book crack of dawn with our coffee and everybody getting ready. It's just, it's an amazing group, but I miss running tournaments with them. Same question, Sharon. What's been your favorite moment about Fantastic? That's pretty hard to argue with. You know, it's really nice to be together because we don't get to be together very often at all. And we've all been working so hard to iron out all our details, be prepared. A couple of sleepless nights, a little stressful moment here and there, like this morning was rough. So to have it come together as a team and feel like a real team where everybody contributes something is really special. Yeah, and I have to say... uh, Big thanks to your uh, backup crew, which was a bunch of guys, which I absolutely loved. I was like, the ladies are playing. We're busy. So you guys run stuff. But um, you had an amazing backup. You had amazing uh, people helping out. Everything just ran so smoothly. And I know that takes a lot of time and planning. So congratulations for a wonderful, successful event. And uh, I think Rebecca and I are going to have to chat. We may have to come back next year. It's been great. But thank you so much. Definitely come again. We'd love to have you. Yeah, we love having women from all over in our tournament. Yay. (laughs) Again, thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Aaron. Rebecca, we're wrapping it up. We got to go get in the car so we can take your boo to Boston. Right? He's so needy. He's so needy. (laughs) He's all excited. He wants to go see all the stuff. And Rebecca and I have been to Boston plenty of times. We're like, all right, we'll go take you to places and, you know, feed you clam chowder and a bread bowl. It'll be great. All right. Well, we have to find a lobster roll. Yeah, I haven't had my lobster roll yet. So, like, we will go on a hunt for that. But um, I'm sad to leave. I'm fantastic. I'm, it's been great. Yes, I would like to do this again next time we can leave Jordan at home. Like, I love Jordan very much. <laughs> this has been great. Girls trip, yay! Seriously, we can share a room and then split the costs of sharing a room. Like, there are many details where I'm like, okay, we could, like... Like, I'm cool with whatever room it is, but, like, I would not mind splitting the cost. True, true, true. But, again, awesome time at Silver Bell Brawl. Rebecca, you and your biscuit did pretty well overall. 
this stupid biscuit. I can't even with you with that stupid biscuit. It's the magic biscuit. It's the, it. You know what it is? It is being sleep deprived, running to get registered, and it's like a combination of all three things because I ended up coming in sixth, which out of the field of like 30 some odd women coming in sixth, especially on games that I hadn't was like not familiar with at all. Like I think them I had played them maybe the day before. It was so it was super cool. And I'm playing with like Steph and Kate and Jade Ang. And I'm playing with all of these like really high ranked players. And I'm just like legit players. Legit. And Aaron, yeah, like they're all like everybody here is like legit. And I'm just like, I'm rolling up from Texas. I'm super sleep deprived. I'm eating a biscuit. Like I barely made it here. And I'm gonna come in six. And I was it was, which was super duper awesome. And again, like this tournament was fantastic. I loved how they had like couches so that you could just like yeah, sit nice. and chill. And, you know, and it was really funny because like if you peeked across the way into the um, like the seminar room across the way, like you could see like all the dudes <laughs> just like chilling it's and so like true. watching, you know, the match play on their phones. And like every now and then like a girl would go like one of us would go in and be like, find the partner. And they'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And like run back out. And it was really and truly like a super fantastic experience. And the trophies were gorgeous and the prizes were great. And. Like it was, it was just a really, really fun time. Yeah, and it was a flip frenzy, which I don't play too often, and so it was a flip frenzy. I said strikes earlier, and it was a flip frenzy. I could not remember for the life of me the format. Uh, my brain's been a little melty. I've been moving everybody, and it's 108 degrees. Yeah, it's also 108 degrees, so it was a flip frenzy. So my bad, um, but it was a great format. I did not do that well. Maybe it was the biscuit. Maybe it was just like you know day four of. <laughs> it's like a cursed biscuit. Like I have sucked away all of your pinball power. I don't know, and then brought it to me it's okay because i feel like you ribboned in your league i when did i, came to visit I you. did i am and so you got the magic you got the magic you got a ribbon all i got was a biscuit you got a biscuit but you got some points there i'm like i think i got like three tenths of a point like for attending the silver bell brawl because i think it was like 20 second or 23rd like it was bad it was so bad uh, but I had a fantastic <laughs> time um, and we have to um, I want I want before we wrap up I want to say two things thank you to Mark Seiden who drove us back to Boston thank you very much Mark we had a fun time I discovered the magic of those um, carrot pickled carrot sa- snacks which mm. were so 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 good high quality gas station snacks Gas station snacks are legit my thing. I love them so, so much. And there was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, I got an opportunity to meet um, one of my inspirations for starting this show. I've talked about him several times, Jeff Parsons. I had never met Parsons in person. Parsons uh, was the host of the Pinball Players podcast, and he is also currently on the Super Awesome Pinball Show. And he did a special episode of the Pinball Players podcast Saturday night. And Rebecca and I are on a pretty good chunk of it. Uh, So we'll put a link in, in the show notes for that. Um, I don't know if he's posted it yet. I haven't seen it come out, but he did like a two hour episode and we're like almost in an hour of it. Uh, we had the best time meeting him and that was Saturday night. So I wanted to give a shout out to Jeff Parsons. And Joe's dog. And Joe's, oh my God, his dog. I can't. And he had like a husky. It was, I was like, oh my God, I want to steal your dog. It's so cute. Um, yeah, the dogs at Pintastic were real. I, I posted that on Instagram. I saw the most adorable dogs. If you have a dog, I will approach you. I would probably want to hold your dog if it's small enough, but I will definitely like get down on the floor and play with it because I love 
I love talks. Um, but uh, just amazing time. There's so many people made this such a huge success and just made it such a fun time for us. I, I had a great time. I can't I can't say enough nice things about Pintastic. Um, if you have the ability to go, it is in the New England area. It normally is in early summer. Uh, make some plans. Go. It was a lot of fun. I don't know if it's going to stay in Sturbridge. It's Sturbridge Seafood. That's what the name of the seafood restaurant was. And it's right outside the Sturbridge Convention Center. You can walk to it. Also, walk to the liquor store. <gasps> Down East Pineapple Cider. Oh, my God. Nature's mm. Nectar. That thing was delicious. They also have one that tasted like <sighs> an icy. It legit tasted like a blue icy and the brewery that you miss the the treehouse brewing which is literally just like a haven on the side of a hill surrounded by trees where you can get anything from mai tais to boozy coffee to a gazillion different types of beers and sit outside in the beautiful weather and just enjoy them and then get like eight gazillion cans to go to drink while you're listening to a rush cover band like it's it is a if you are going to it is a long show I can, if it's there in Sturbridge, I can definitely recommend it and be prepared, bring a cooler, go to Treehouse, rent a car, or, you know, find your people, find your pinball family who will drive you literally anywhere. Like we did. It was fun. Uh, yeah, we met so many people. Um, it was so much fun. Uh, definitely put it on your calendar if you are going to be able to go to the New England area. And we want to say thank you again to Dave Marston, Derek. <gasps> And we got our lobster rolls. We forgot to mention the lobsters. We did. We um, uh, Sunday evening, uh, we went to the Finial Hall and I got lobster rolls. They were not as good as the ones that I had outside of Fenway, but they were excellent. Also paid market price for lobster and I about died. But it was very, very good. And I was very, very happy. And then y'all went to go discover Boston. I went literally uh, to Finial Hall and I ate. And then I went to enjoy like a shower and like 50 degree working AC. And it was beautiful. And I was fine with it. I was like, I'm going to sit in this quiet room and enjoy this AC with a full stomach. And it's going to be great. Yep. And what was it? Jordan went to a casino to go gamble in the casino. And I... Literally just ate for like three hours. It was like I sat. Uh, so my one of my best friends from high school uh, lives in Boston. And so she met us down at Finial Hall. And then we sat on the grass and I was like, this is beautiful weather. And then we sat on the grass and watched K-pop YouTube videos. And then eventually we got up and got pastries and then got coffee and then came back and watched more YouTube videos. And then we went to bed. And then I went back to the hotel and went to bed. And it was great. It was so great. Wonderful trip. Amazing experience. Uh, would recommend it to everybody. Uh, thank you again to, you know, Cret, Jillian, Derek, David, Mark, Aaron, Sharon. Kate, love you so much. Had lunch with my girl, Kate. She bought me shots of Patron. It was great. It was so, Stephanie, I mean, we just saw all our friends and it was so great and we had an amazing time. Uh, we'll put links um, in the show notes to the things we mentioned. If you are interested in supporting our show, um, you can visit our Patreon page. Uh, as we said, we have the new charcuterie level. Also, we have our amazing new Backbox uh, Pinball 2.0 shirts. <gasps> they're epic. And we didn't even talk about them, but um, they're amazing. We did post about them, but they are absolutely gorgeous, super comfy. The uh, women's sizes, just so you know, run very small. Um, so if you are going to do women's sizes, size up. The women's size large is the same, is a fitted version of the unisex size small. I know this because I have both. Can confirm. So use that as a, a guide. Um, but we'll put links in the show notes for the shirt as well. But 
thank you. We had an amazing time. We've got, um, you got, we just had the Barcelona episode air. That episode's amazing. And we had so much fun talking to them, but we've got more episodes to come. We've got um, some amazing interviews planned. Um, We're going to have lots more content and we're just excited to be here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, uh, if you organize an event and want to invite us, let's talk. Uh, Maybe we can make that work. So Rebecca, thanks for going on this journey with me. We got more pinball trips in the horizon, I think. We do. And we have so many little silly stories to share. I can't wait to pepper them in for the next six months. Yeah, we're going to totally talk about this forever. It's There's so much we didn't mention, but we got to keep this short. So love to everyone. Thank you so much. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and keep flipping. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To receive updates and the latest episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at dream themes, show notes, and more, visit our website at www.backboxpinballpodcast.com. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and keep flipping.